Hello, and welcome to Stationary Adjacent, a podcast at the intersection of analog and digital productivity. I'm Justin Twyford, and joined as always by my friend and co-host, Stu Lennon. Hey, Stu, how's Cypress Station this morning? It, Cypress is this, this, this winter's evening for us. Uh, it's lovely. It's been a lovely day. Uh, we got to about, I don't know, 20 degrees. The sun was shining. My washing dried. All is good in my world. How is the frozen north? Well, not as frozen as it once was. We've had a few days where it's been above zero, so I can actually see a few patches of grass stew. We've we've had a little bit of a melt going on. Uh, the disadvantage of the melt is now everything is kind of slushy and icy because it gets down cold again at night and freezes, and so it's not the nicest for getting out on onto the mountains and exploring. And it's it's either snow or go this in-between stuff is rough mm. and do you expect it to sort of to go now or, or you're expecting more snow oh i'm expecting a lot more snow february is usually bad um oh okay uh, even on the coast you always got a dump of snow in february so uh, out here yeah I'm, I'm expecting well not really till sort of march april another three months of of heck before we get into pleasant spring weather but what can you do uh, well i mean you can't you can't battle the weather it'll win the, uh, probably yeah uh, how's mum doing uh she is in uh in good form uh the operation was a complete success they say uh so there's no uh, radiotherapy no chemotherapy she just has to have a uh, a scan and then another scan and then a final scan and then hopefully that's the end of that um, if you're going to get lung cancer, I think, uh, I think she got the best one. Mm. Believe me, there is no good cancer. Mm. Just saying my opinion after the last year or so, uh, ugh, cancer sucks. Yeah. All right. And, uh, is your office all nice and clean now? Oh, well, yes. I mean, for those, those people who were, were concerned that, uh, my, my mind, and my office were similarly disorganized. My mind's still a complete mess. But the uh, the office, I've got rid of a lot of paper. Um, in order to please my fussy editor, I've I've got some more books on the bookshelves, so they should be very nice acoustically. They should suck out echo. Um, and it's uh, yeah, it's it's tidier. I've gone sort of minimal while adding things, which I know is bizarre, but it kind of works. Um, so I've got some, uh, you know, Calax, don't you? The the IKEA shelves that everybody has. Um, I've got some of those that just have one little ornament in in the square, and others that are packed full of books. I, I like mm. it. It's, it's a good look. Mm, interesting. I have. I'm just looking. I've got Billy bookshelves around. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of them around my office. Um, they're all completely full. I have no space for any decorative one thing in the middle of it. So mm. I got to get a little more um, minimalist like used to. Uh, honestly, they're just dust traps. That's what my wife keeps telling me. Anyway, what was your follow-up from the week? Oh, God. It was just a complaint. Uh, so the truck purchases go. Uh, I pick it up tomorrow. As, ah. we, as we speak, finally, it's been it's been a week, Stu slow and painful and i haven't bought a truck or a vehicle in a while and the sales process is well it's still horrible uh, i got I, I put in the show notes a call but the reality was i got a number of calls from the finance guy uh, i don't know if you have the same thing in europe as out here but the finance guy is the ultimate sales guy from hell uh, who calls and pretends to be your friend and then uh, quotes you silly, silly amounts for, well, you need the extended warranty on that. And, oh, uh -huh. I, I could get you the, the best rate. And uh, it's only, you know, two or 3% more than you're paying already. Just the worst. He's a guy that calls unannounced um, on different phone numbers. He's one of those guys. Sometimes he calls you on his cell phone. Sometimes he calls you from this office. Sometimes he calls you from. So it's, it's really hard to know when I use my phone for business, whether it's legit or not. 
Um, you know, I, I get it. He's on commission and all, but the tactics, ugh. <laughs> I am so glad that I'll be able to just get my truck and leave and not have to talk to these people again. Ugh. That's all I have to say. Well, I, I think um, I think it's probably got worse um, after COVID. I mean, I haven't bought a car recently, but uh, the last the last time I bought cars, I bought two, uh, one for Margaret, one for me. It was after I'd sold the business. And um, we were able to do that in person. And, yeah, I mean, the way it works in the UK, I'm sure it's the same in Canada, is first you have the car salesman doing his salesy stuff. Um, and then as you get further down the process, then the finance guy pitches in with a new and exciting way to get more money off you. Mm -hmm. um, the great thing about doing it in person was that most salespeople are pretty good at reading body language. And I can be pretty expressive. And so <laughs> when people are start the, the sort of add-on selling, usually it takes me, say, one or two features, which I'll dismantle. <laughs> so... They'll tell, they'll tell me how I'm going to pay £1,500 for this amazing feature. And I'll work back and sort of reverse engineer and go, so it's costing you about £150. You want to give me to give you 10 times that for this. That's a terrible deal for me. No, not interested. <sighs> what else were you saying? And slowly, slowly, they get the idea and go, do you know what? Rather than lose the sale entirely, maybe we should just leave this guy be. Mm. Whereas you can't do that on the phone, can you? It's really hard to get them to understand that they have nothing that you are going to buy. Oh, and this guy was, uh, he was one of those sales guys. Uh, you know, I'd, anybody in sales, I appreciate how hard of a job it is. But this is the guy that wouldn't stop selling long enough for me to tell him no. I couldn't get an, you know, one of those conversations, mm -hmm. couldn't get a word in edgeways until he finally ran out of breath and I could go, no. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it is done. I am picking it up tomorrow afternoon and then uh, I've, I've, I've got my first camping date planned, Stu. Oh, uh, but no, um, for those, there'll be some other people like me who listen to the podcast. Um, I've got no interest in what the truck is or how, uh, go faster pedals, go slower. Technical stuff I'm not interested in. But what color is it? Well, the <laughs> the truck itself is kind of a red color. Okay. The camper is sort of a whitish color. Um, and my first camping night is going to be on my driveway because I decided that the smart thing to do before I go way out into the boondocks that have no cell coverage is actually to pretend I'm out in the boondocks, but just with the safety of a house, if something goes uh, completely wrong, because, well, mm. we still are in winter in Canada and there's a lot of places that don't have cell service up here. Yeah. I think you probably need to go full Syracuse on this and, and try and consider every possibility of what might go wrong and simulate it on your driveway exactly i was uh i was out at our local hardware store getting a battery booster so that if i do kill the truck in the middle of nowhere i can actually jump start it myself so uh-huh it's been an expensive week lots of toys I, I like toys in case you didn't know that that's good so yeah anyway next week will be a whole new uh escapade in justin camping on his driveway well, there we go. I mean, it sounds very exciting. I, I expect a full report next week. We shall see. I, I promise not to bore everybody on it, but it's a new thing. It's a new toy. It's an expensive toy. I'm excited. Yeah. I, bet, I bet filling it with gas, as you say over there, costs quite a lot. Uh, well, it's diesel, um, and it's got uh -huh. a 6.7 liter engine. Wow. <laughs> Uh, that's, that would be bigger than my wife's SUV plus my old sports car combined. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of a big one. So, uh, yeah, anyway, we'll deal with that. I, and, and then of course the truck runs off pro or the camper runs off propane. So there's that included. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, this is not something one buys when one is saving money. <laughs> I guess not. No. All right. Speaking of buying things and tools of the week and all that stuff, what have you got this week, Stu? Uh, well, my tool of the week this week was rain. Um, oh, I, I, unusual, I know. But um, I was one of my scheduled rounds of golf was rained off, 
uh, which is, it happens quite rarely in this part of the world, let's be honest. But it's like, it's like a wonderful gift of a morning. So um, the way that I tend to work with my, I, a couple of guys that I play with live very adjacent to the golf course, whereas I'm a 25-minute, 30-minute drive away. So as as the dawn is breaking and where everybody's peering out of their windows trying to work out what the weather's doing, um, I, I message them and say, what's it like over there? Because Cyprus has extraordinarily local weather. So very often it will be raining in my front garden, but not in my back garden. Um, and so what it's doing here is not necessarily indicative of what I'd be doing there. So we have this little message thread going, what's it like? Mm, what do you think? And they they basically, no, it's it's awful. It's going to be terrible here. I'd, I'd bid it if I were you. Suddenly, I have a whole morning that just sort of lands on my desk as it is mine to do what I want. So um, I got some some writing done. I got some reading done. I got the office tidied up. It was, it was a real bonus morning. What about you? What was your tool of the week? Well... The opposite of rain, actually. Um, so before Christmas, I, I treated myself to, well, a daylight therapy light. Um, mm. I'm not sure this is something that you've ever heard of in Cyprus, but uh, I'm sure England uh, knows something yes. about these. Um, I've never really worried about such things, never thought about such things, but the seasons out here are very, very distinct. I spoilt living for the last 30 odd years in basically a rainforest where the climate is very temperate and doesn't particularly vary by a whole heck of a lot. Out here, I noticed a difference in my mood and just how I was tackling things between, you know, the summer where I was up at dawn and just enjoying life out for a walk, out for a walk two or three times a day really, really enjoying it. And then that wonderful thing called winter where it's cold and miserable. And so I was doing some research and found this daylight therapy light. So in the mornings, I tend to sit at my analog desk and do a little bit of journaling. And I've taken this thing and it was about a hundred bucks from Amazon. Um, and I just put it on and it's hard to say what the effect is, but certainly uh, you feel the warmth, the heat coming from it, the light coming from it. And I think it's been good for me. I, I feel a little bit better about it. I feel less grumpy at the weather. You know, maybe that's because I've only got another three or four months to go, Stu, before it's nice again. But mm -hmm. uh, I, I tried this and uh, I'm pretty happy with it. I have a link to the one that I have. It's a very luxe, happy light luxe, um, which sounds really nice. Uh, it was highly recommended. I did some Google searches, you know, ended up on those, one of the top 10 happy lights. Uh, and this was one of them. So if you haven't tried it and if you're like me, you know, I think part of this is sort of my own journey looking at, I live in my house, I work in my house in the winter. I don't go anywhere. You know, you, you get dressed to go out for a walk and it's layers and layers of clothes and gloves and hats and it's it's painful so you don't get out as much as one would like you know getting out to the mountains is lovely but you know when you're getting dark uh, less than an hour after you finish work you don't have a lot of time for getting up and and doing that on a regular on a regular weekday so this has been something that i like and i'm happy to recommend it to anybody that uh, may be feeling a little grisly and miserable in their old age in the dark in the winter cool sounds fabulous i either that or move to cyprus you told you I, told me also works well that's it uh but you did tell me that uh the roads there are a little uh terrible for my big new toy so that might not work mm. for me yeah you you might struggle in that i mean they do love a pickup here you see more um trucks here than you would see in the uk um, but they're now they're trying to sort of tax them out of uh, out of existence, really. So the road tax is, um, you know, horrendously high for those big beasts in comparison to little Japanese imports that um, sort of you know don't have any emissions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. I don't think I have any emissions. Do, do you think, Stu? 
Oh, well. An engine like that? Um, all I'd suggest to you is don't don't tweet at Greta Thunberg. Mm. Um, she's got a pretty pretty snappy comeback. Uh, okay. Uh, not high on my list. Or Well, tweeting's not high on my list, but we won't go there. Uh, mm. What are you writing with this week? Got anything new? Uh, no, a bit dull, I'm afraid. Um, I'm absent. I'm still completely in love with my Pelican. Uh, this is the the M805 Blue Dunes. Um, it's got a big 18 karat gold broad nib on it. Um, the the link that we've put in the show notes is for a fine nib. There is a difference. Um, but uh, it's just such a smooth pen and it works really well with the ink that I've got. I think it's one of those pairs that just works. Um, so diamine blue black. It, wow, it's so smooth. Love it. But it has got a huge reservoir. I think I will probably finish it in the next day or two. That's my, my prediction <laughs> looking through it. I think that would be the next year or two if I had my nib on it. Uh, yeah, indeed. Yeah, it would last forever with an extra fine nib. What about you? What are you using? Well, I, I mentioned that with the addition of a couple of extra pens, I was uh, pretty heavy on my pen rotation. When you have that many pens, it's kind of hard to kill one of them. Uh, so I'm still using the same ones. One of the things I was using this week, though, uh, I went to a good old pencil and I was using a Blackwing Natural, the uh, more firm version. Mm -hmm. And I just wasn't feeling it. I, I went and pulled out a Volume 6, it was also in the drawer, which is a super soft, dark line. And I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I have to stop every three words and sharpen it. <laughs> but I love the line that, you know, I'm, I'm a fairly light writer. I don't write particularly heavy with nibs or pencils or anything. And this, I, I it's got me falling in love with Blackwing uh, against Stu. I really, really am enjoying, you know, the, what is it? Twice the pressure, half the speed or something like that. Half the pressure, <laughs> twice the speed. That sounds more It's likely. been a while since I've followed, <laughs> I followed uh, the Blackwing stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just really, really, I, you know, that, that moment where it's like, oh yeah, this is what I fell in love with, with Blackwings back in the day before all the different versions that seem to have lost me somewhere along the way. Mm -hmm. It's just really nice. If you haven't tried one, use one. Get a get a lovely, soft, dark line, and right away, it's yeah. fantastic. The volume six is the uh, celebrating small business edition. Get it comes in uh, orange and blue. It's beautiful. Well, red and blue, I suppose, more than orange. Yeah, neon colors. I think they were. Mm. But yeah, the blue. I'm using the blue one. Very nice. Lovely, 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 lovely. I shall. Uh have to get a pencil out i think it inspired me anyway sorry Stu. well at least at least you don't have all the pens uh, inked up like i do you're back to your minimalist desk uh well yeah there's no pens on the desk i'm at the computer desk you can't have pens here oh, yes <laughs> sorry my, my mistake <laughs> all right uh, we want to talk about our 2023 yearly themes as, as Stu, uh, put in the show notes, stationary adjacent does cortex, which ironically I've stopped listening to. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, as, as we record, they released one today, um, reviewing their, their yearly themes coincidentally. Mm. Um, I think reviewing it is only part of, of the episode, but I, I didn't get all the way through. I'm still working on ATP that dropped uh, last night. Uh-huh. Uh, I got to the point where they're ranting about Twitter, and it's just like, hey, I don't care anymore. I don't care. <laughs> well, yes. I dare say we will have our five minutes on Twitter later. I, yeah, I just, yeah. See the previous comment. Just don't care. Social media. <laughs> I, I'm enjoying the life without it. But that is not going to be part of my 2023 theme um Stu, do you want to take it away what 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 have you got as a theme have you gone with a theme you did i think quarterly themes last year what are you doing for your approach on themes for this year yeah no last year i um i i'd had a yearly theme which i then broke into quarters um just to give me a little bit more structure um i suspect i will do something similar this year um the quarters haven't taken shape yet I've got my my annual theme is life crafting. 
Ooh. which I, I thought was a great work. I thought they were um, inventing words. Uh, apparently not. Uh, there's a word that um, it, it's about a lot. Um, I'm slightly misusing it um, in, in the common understanding of it. Um, what I mean by life crafting is, is crafting a lifestyle that supports my priority. Uh, now, as regular listeners will know, um, <laughs> priority is singular. Mm. I will accept no discussion of this. I will not be taking questions at this time. Priority is a singular word. There is one thing that is priority. Everything else, by definition, must be secondary. That's how language works. Anyway, my priority... <laughs> I, I love chatting with you, Stu. This is brilliant. Uh, my priority for 2023 is health. That's everything that I want to do. So everything I intend to do. I want to intentionally do things that support my health. Uh, so trying to break that down into, into actionable sort of items, if we're going to get a little bit Dave Allen about the whole thing. Um, I, I want to to build on my my existing habits of golfing and walking, uh, so that I'm moving more. Uh, I'm outside more. Um, where I just love being outside. That's part of the reason I'm I live in Cyprus is that I can be outside a lot. Uh, I love walking out with the dogs. I love uh, playing golf. I love wandering around the cities. Even um, you know meandering up and down a beach. All of that stuff brings me joy. So I'm going to do more of it. I, I love it, Stu. I love it. This is great. I've 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 already quit smoking. I quit smoking uh, nine years ago. Uh, or probably yeah, four days from now will be my nine year anniversary. I think for quitting smoking. Um, uh, I don't drink anymore. Um, and well, I used to be pretty good at it. I'll be honest. I mean, when it comes to smoking and drinking, I was Premier League. I, yeah. I take it quite seriously, but I don't do either of those things anymore. Uh, but I am still heavier than I want to be. So um, a lot of my focus around health is just building up some habits again that will support or enable me losing weight. Um, you'll see all of this is very non-goldly. Is that a word? Goldly? Um, I don't want to sort of make sweeping statements and resolutions and all that sort of stuff largely because i've done that many many times i'm 53 and i'm still talking about the same things so um yeah i i know exactly what you mean particularly with weight mm -hmm. you know let's say you come up with a goal that says i'm going to lose 10 pounds or i'm going to be this ideal weight and you get you lose eight pounds mm -hmm. you've still failed sure your goal if you put this, and I think this is the, the, the joy of using a theme for the year, you're focusing on a healthier choice. I'm going to get healthier. I'm going to do things that support my goal of being healthy, which include being at a lower weight. And I think that is such a distinction between goals and, and the themes that we're talking about now that I thought it was worth kind of emphasizing that and saying, yeah, I understand exactly because you know, there's something about being a male in your fifties that weight is not as easy to control as it was in our twenties. That's that is for sure. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm building those habits. That's what my focus is, is let's get those habits, right? So let's make sure that I'm getting the exercise, uh, daily that I want. So I use, I use the Apple watch. It's on my wrist. That's what's there for. Um, so I aim at getting 45 minutes exercise. Um, I aim at at least a thousand, um, active calories burnt, um, because these are nice little lines on my watch. Uh, and I don't find those particularly challenging if I do the things that I usually do. If I don't go for a walk, then I struggle. Um, I've, I've changed a golf club or I will be changing a golf club at uh, the beginning of February. So I'm going back to my old club uh, where I'm able to walk the golf course. So at the moment I get in one of those little buggies, which transports me from shot to shot, which is, you know, it's very nice and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's it got built-in beer holders too. 
It does have that, but it also robs me of, I don't know, uh, 15, 20,000 steps. So uh, on average, a round of golf, I will walk about seven or eight kilometers. So that's, you know, doing that three times a week will significantly up the amount of calories that I'm burning and, and again, support that goal. Hmm. Um, the other aspect of health is, is, and I think equally, if not more important, is, is mental health. Uh, and again, being outside really, really helps me there because that's where I tend to think. That's where I feel relaxed. Um, so I'm just taking a bit of time to say, okay, what habits should I have to support my mental health? And for me, that tends to be around writing, um, whether that be in my journal or on my blog um, or you know, on a notepad, to be honest, um, and reading because I, I love to read. There's, I don't know if you've noticed, an awful lot of books out there. Um, but it's one of the first things that tends to sort of slip out of my my habits and out of my routines if I feel stressed or uncomfortable. Like, um, if things start going wrong in my life, I notice I'm not reading as much. Hmm. So I'm focusing on, on doing that um, just by grabbing a little bit of time in the morning to read. Um, a little bit of time uh, last thing at night to read and also trying to find some time during the day. I'm allowing myself a little bit of flexibility on that because, you know, life happens. But the morning and the evening, I'm really committing to doing those. Hmm, interesting. Now, those are the habits that I want to build. Um, and uh, yeah, shout out for the for the the focus course with, you know, from Sean Blanc and the boys. Uh, the boys, <laughs> the guys, boys and women, men and women. Good Lord. The people. Speak. The team. That, Let's go with team. Team word. is inclusive. Team. There we go. Team. There's no gender in team. Um, you know, one of the most important things is, is to be realistic about these, these habits. If I'm going to try and build them, wh when am I going to try and build them? Where can they go? Um, life is busy. Life is full. So I built a list of things that I want to do less of or even none of. Mm -hmm. Um uh, and the first one is um, I'm doing a Twyford, uh, as it's commonly known. Uh, well, commonly known in this podcast. I'm I'm off the socials. Um, I I don't. Well, I do have them on my phone, but I've got them, you know, in the app library, which, as far as I'm concerned, is Timbuktu. Mm. Uh, if it's not on a home screen, it's not getting any attention from me. Um, I, I've never had um, notifications switched on, so. Um, they're not there. I don't see them. And I've been at this oof, a whole week probably. And yes, I don't miss it at all. Um, I'll be very straightforward about that. Um, so I don't, I don't go to Twitter. Um, I don't go to Instagram. Um, I stopped going to Facebook a long time ago. Um, uh, I'm not going to LinkedIn. Oh, LinkedIn. Yes. That's um, thing, isn't it? apparently so. Yeah. I, I sort of, um, as I started working for a client, I sort of revived my LinkedIn. Um, and I've now, you know, got a full year's data. It's all pointless. Um, uh, and so, yeah, I've just sort of switched it off and left things as they are. I will, I think, do some tidying up, you know, just sort of um, put some messages in the right places saying, you know, if you are looking for me, look harder. You're not going to find me on social media. Um, and, yeah, just goodbye go away um i don't know if you listened to focused mm -hmm. yes uh the last one as it was chris bailey um his book sounds very interesting it's uh how to calm your mind by chris bailey uh, i haven't read it um but the guys on focused have and they were very very excited by it uh and it's definitely it's singing my song if you like talking about all of these things um, impacting our dopamine, sort of hijacking our dopamine and, and our, our ability to be present, as Justin, I think, has put it in the past. So there's there's one place that actually liberates a bit of time. Uh, and I think most importantly, it liberates sort of mental and emotional overhead. Uh, I think that's the secret win there or the the, the, the unseen win. Did you find that, I don't know if this is just a problem that I have, but, you know, if I'm doing something like I'm waiting for my bagel in the morning to pop up from the toaster, having access to things on your phone, 
just rather than standing there getting bored and thinking and reflecting and just taking a moment for yourself that the temptation was to always have the phone in your hand. Yeah, I think the, um, uh, it's the productivity trap. So it's, oh, I'm waiting for my toast to pop out. So a really productive use of this minute now would be to do my social media check mm -hmm. because this is kind of dead time and I can do that, which means that I will have all these acres of unused time that I can do meaningful things later. And it's utter nonsense because the, you know, checking the social media added nothing good to my life. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm going to be curious to see how that goes for you because, uh, mm. I, I heard the same, uh, Chris Bailey interview. I've read some of his other books and this one, I'll pick it up at some point, but, uh, it didn't call to me because I think I've got the self-awareness to kind of know all, you know, mm -hmm. my own reaction to this. Sure. Um, so, you know, it might be a little bit of preaching to the choir, mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think if, if this is something you do and if particularly, if this is something that you struggle with or feel like you struggle with it, it's, it's definitely a subject worth going. And I think, uh, you know, c congratulations to it's a, it's a hard thing to do because we've slowly become so accustomed to, to just doing that, to checking social media. And, you know, if social media goes then your email and, you know, all of these things, taking that digital detox, I think is such an important thing. Yeah. I mean, as, as I've said, I'm still, I still have some responsibilities around the businesses, which, um, I tend to use third party sort of apps to, to do that. So, you know, all of the, not anymore, you don't <laughs> no, not that particular one. No. Um, but for example, all my posts that go on to Instagram that then go from Instagram to Facebook to Twitter, that that's all done through uh, Buffer. So I don't actually have a feed. I just create posts and put them out there because as we discussed last week, those are kind of reminders to people that Nero's Notes is still, still around and still has really nice notebooks. Um, but what I've sort of tried to do in my profiles is say, you know, um, don't message me here because I'm probably not going to read it. <laughs> and if I do, it'll be you know way out of time. And I'm actually now I'm I'm looking at how I can transfer those those accounts because I'd like to close down my personal social media accounts, mm -hmm. but you can't have business ones unless you've got the personal ones. So um, for Facebook, for example, I will create a new Facebook profile, make that new profile an administrator of my business pages, and then I can remove my old profile which is the one that's got all the posts and photos and all that sort of jazz and which is all just a little bit tiresome but there you go um that will allow me to sort of distance myself a little more from from those those things and i mean already claire has um has access to the neuros notes ones but claire is <laughs> she's one of those pragmatic people who sort of had a look at social media and went that's oh, a bit crap, really. And so never looks at it. I like Claire. Uh, you you and I agonize about it for weeks. <laughs> just, nah, don't like it. I think we all need a little more Claire in our lives. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's that's a that's a big one uh, where I'm going to find some time. Um, a little bit of discipline is required. If you're going to make any sort of incremental change, you need to be sort of committed to doing it. So uh, I'm using the analog cards. Um, they They... They're the only real analog thing allowed on the computer desk. So beneath the the monitor, uh, and I write on every single day. I write read and I write write. Um, my plan is to write for thirty minutes a day. Now I fully intend to write for longer than that, but the thing on the card is thirty minutes uh, because those first five minutes are the hard five minutes. After that, it all becomes quite easy. Um, and likewise with reading. So, um, our routine is that Margaret gets up at an unholy hour and she is Italian. So, uh, quiet is not in her repertoire, really. Um, Margaret can't do anything quietly. Uh, so, so once she's up, the, the house is up. Uh, so I'm sitting there at, at five. Um, interesting. This is a new development. The dogs look at us both and go, you're mad. Um, and essentially snuggle under the duvet 
and ignore us for an hour. Um, but I use that time while we're sort of uh, while Margaret's getting her day going. Uh, I will sit there with my with my tea and uh, well, I use I don't use a Kindle. I use a little iPad Mini, uh, my book, uh, and read. And it's a lovely way to start the day. Um, elimination and delegation. That's the next one I'm, I'm working on. So this is the hardest one, I think. This is where all the, um, this is where the, the traps are. Um, I want to do more things. So I want to do these things I've, I've spoken about, walk more, golf more, mm-hmm. um, read more, write more. Um, I have to stop doing some other things. Uh-oh. Uh, so that means I have to be pretty strict about my work. Um, and if there's work that I'm doing that is not writing based, then, you know, I should have somebody else doing it or just not do it. You could delegate your, your uh, writing to chat GPT, right? I could, I could absolutely. I haven't played with that yet. Um, the last thing I want to do is give myself a sort of severe depression, but, um, no, it's it's the other nonsense um, that that one does in the name of work. Uh, I'm just very very critical at the moment, so I'll look at something. Um, I mean, I keep getting emails from that client that that I'm a sort of quasi employee, um, and I'm on the on the Outlook, and I, I got one asking me to tidy up the office because somebody was coming round. <laughs> Well, they must have listened to the last podcast and knew what a mess it was, too. Well, no, I, I just went back to her and I said, look, I'm not in London. And there are lots of people that you've addressed this email to that are not in London. Get your email group sorted out and stop wasting everybody's time. I'm not sure she was used to, to hearing that sort of thing. You grumpy old man. I love it. Oh, it's just like, I mean, seriously, you've got nothing better to the all staff, the entire company. Keep your desk tidy. I mean, really? Um, so a lot of that stuff now, um, I, I just, all of the the email that comes through, um, I'm looking at once a day uh, and eliminating probably 95% of it. Um, I, it's about being strict. It's about being fierce. I mean, I've, I've brace yourself, Justin. I have turned down an opportunity to listen to my own voice. No, I, Whoa. I kid you not. More vampire porn. <laughs> no, no, the vampire porn is still there. I was actually on the to-do list. I've got to get that done. But um, I've been asked to speak at a conference. Um, it's a conference in London that I've spoken at before. It's a quasi-sales opportunity for me as well, um, in that, you know, the audience are people that buy my product. But... Um, it's it's an unpaid gig, uh, and it's in London, which is quite a long way from Cyprus. So ah, so you're paying for that opportunity. Yeah, usually what I do is I sort of wrap it all up in a business trip, and you know, go and see some clients and do all that stuff. Whereas this time, um, I haven't done it yet. I'll be honest. I have drafted the response, but um, I just go back saying, "Yeah, 2023. Um, you want me on planes? You're 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 paying for the ticket. <laughs> That's kind of how it works." So. Um, uh yeah that'll be that'll be a first for me because i i very rarely turn down conference opportunities um but i have to just to to make time to focus on that priority um i don't know if this is going to work um you know the idea of doing less work is it going to mean that i'm going to produce less and have an impact on you know those important things like money to pay bills um I don't know. My instinct says, actually, I'll probably find that it'll all be fine. I'll just be happier and um, more focused, but we'll see. Mm. Um, And the fourth one is TV. So I I don't watch very much at the moment, but it is kind of become our our Margaret work routine. So after dinner, Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, I cook. Uh, and then Margaret restores order to the kitchen, and <laughs> um, and then then we we sit and watch some TV or uh, we put some TV on, and Margaret almost instantly goes to sleep. Uh, and I find myself sitting there looking at TV, going, particularly interested in this. Um, so I'm just 
being a little bit more careful and putting myself in that seat. And as Margaret falls off, falls off to sleep, I just pick up a, a book and start reading. So, mm. How long do you guys generally watch TV for in a, in a day? Just out of curiosity. Mm, um, maybe two hours tops. Okay. Uh, just cause, uh, it's something that, uh, my wife and I do as well is sort of where we've got a big open concept house. Well, it's mm -hmm. not that big, but that room is, you can see the TV from our dining room. So we'll generally watch a show. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of a bit of an investment in time also with my wife as well. So, you know, it's something that we agree on. We watch a show together, yeah. kind of an hour a day type thing. Uh, I, I'd love to cut that down, but that's also an investment in relationships as well. Sure. Um, and we, we do discuss what we're going to watch. So hopefully it's thing, it's things that interest me. Um, but this is something that, uh, I kind of, I hate to say the word struggle with, but I think about as well. Mm -hmm. What about that hour? What could I do for that hour? So I'm curious. Yes. Well, I mean, like I say, <laughs> it sounds very similar to, to how we work it, which is, is there something that that is not going to force me to leave the room or break a window um there's some tv that i just can't abide but 99 percent of it hmm. um but then you know there'll be something that that i quite like i mean i quite like um you know yeah, there's a little bit of geek in me, right? So lord of the rings yeah okay yeah i can buy into that sort of thing star wars yeah i could do all that stuff um any sort of fantasy yeah dune oh that'd be interesting um, Margaret doesn't understand fantasy. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it just come. She just looks at it and goes, "Why are we watching? This is for children." Um, and likewise, science fiction. Just where's where's that? Is is that in England? Uh, no, it's on a planet far, far away. Oh, it's nonsense. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> um, Very pragmatic, I take it. Yeah. So so some stuff comes on and. It's stuff that I, I might find inoffensive. Um, I mean, for example, at the moment, we're catching up with New Amsterdam, which is um, it's so progressively liberal that it doesn't quite know what it's doing with itself. Um, but um, fine, you know, it's inoffensive. Um, it's, it's usually got a sort of feel-goody thing about it. I mean, you feel, feel very righteous and woke at the end of an episode, at least. Um, and it it doesn't offend me particularly, but I do sit there going, I'm not sure this is adding much to my life. So um, all, all, the only change I've made, Justin, is that once she starts, um, <laughs> the eyes droop and she falls asleep, then I just read. Mm. Yeah, I, I feel I'm not letting the side down if I do that. All right. We're, we're completely the opposite on there because uh, I'm the one that gets the nudge of, do you want to watch this later? Because I'm the one falling asleep. <laughs> Ah, uh, well, there you go, you see. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of it for me. Um, it's it's really just deciding that what I'm interested in doing is getting on top of that sort of physical, mental health side of things to feel that I'm being intentional, that I'm in control, I'm becoming the person that I want to be and not allowing things to distract me from that priority. So trying to keep it simple, but I suppose is where I'm coming from. But enough about me. What about you? What are you doing? Well, it's funny because uh, we hadn't actually talked about this uh, since we threw our topic into this a couple of weeks ago. And uh, my 2023 that I went through in December with the Sean Blanc um, planning thing we talked about it on the show uh, a while ago mm -hmm. I, plan your year that was it uh i came up with the i will focus on a happier and healthier me now Stu, i didn't use the word life crafting but i think we're kind of uh <laughs> pretty much on the same thing I, I you know i i was really surprised reading the show notes how Maybe it's just something that when you get to a certain age and, you know, a certain level of mental life crisis we have to do. Maybe it's uh, post-COVID lockdowns. The last couple of years, I think, have been he heavy and hard on a lot of people. Uh, but I think a lot of people, you know, are thinking about how to be happier 
and healthier and mm -hmm. all of that. Um, I, I realized, you know, last year, I, I'm not going to go on about it too much, but uh, last year was a tough year. Um, what I also found was last year coming up here, and I mentioned it earlier in the show, that the natural seasons of, of moving up to a new area that is so much more dramatic than what I'm used to, um, has a huge impact on me. You know, the therapy light that I got is in sort of direct response to the fact that I really enjoy getting out in the summer, enjoying that. And the winter changes things up here. Um, to give you an example of how temperate Vancouver is, I was thinking about it because this weekend or last weekend, as we, as we talk middle of uh, January, there is a, or was post COVID or pre COVID a motorcycle show in Vancouver, where everybody goes, looks at the latest motorcycles that have come out. Um, you know, you buy some gear, you have some fun, but the weather in Vancouver is usually good enough that you can ride your motorcycle in the middle of January to the show. Uh, up here, well, you've got middle of January, you've got two feet of snow. There's no way that my motorcycle could even get down my driveway, let alone, you know, drive 50 miles to, to the show. So this is, that's, that's what I've been used to, you know, the last 30 odd years uh, of living in Vancouver. That is kind of what I expected for winter. Winter, you very rarely need gloves. You know, you just put on a slightly thicker jacket and you just go out and, oh, you know, those five or six times a year, you got to scrape your windshield. Oh, rough morning. Um, here, it's completely different. So I'm looking at the differences up here. I'm looking at that impact on me and realizing that if my baseline, which is a happier and healthier me, isn't where I want it to be, nothing else matters. You know, I can't be, I, I can't be a, a fantastic uh, employee. I can't really be a leader in my own life if I'm not healthy and I'm not happy. So this year is really looking at that. Um, I came up with seasonal themes for me this year. So I've kind of gone a little bit more down the, the theme type of thing than perhaps Stu has at this point. My spring, which is not necessarily at the moment, but these I think are going to be pretty consistent, maybe from year to year, we'll see how they go. My spring is going to be on renewal. Um, my summer is going to be on celebrate. My fall will be on prepare. Uh, and my winter is going to be on reflect and sort of where we are now in January, I'm still in that reflective stage. You know, this, this is going to be sort of seasonal because I, I really have to deal with the seasons up here. Um, but of course, you know, when you start looking at seasonal stuff, it's very hard to action on that. What does that actually mean to me? So I went one step further along this theme thing and still probably tell me how wrong I am in this one, but it's okay. I, I came up with monthly themes um, because I, I found that it's easier to focus on one month at a time for a, a small amount and really come up with something that I think is going to, to help me. Um, so I, I'm just going to list them off uh, and you know, I, I think they're pretty obvious. They're very generic statements. They are all encompassing ideas that will help me think about what I want to do, where I am in my own life, what my sort of goals for the month. I hate to use that word goals because as we talked about earlier, goals are pass fail. They're, they're hard to do. But looking at that and saying, okay, these are the activities I want to do each month. Uh, January for me is new beginnings. So I'm doing a lot of thinking this month. This sort of themes are one of those. How am I going to be actionable on it? What do I want to do for the year? February is endure. I'm realizing as we talked about, February is going to be rough for weather and rather than trying to look at it and be aspirational and just say, you know what, I'm just going to have to batten down the hatches, be the best healthy, the best 
um, mentally uh, happy person I can be and endure a rough February. March is awakened. March is a, a lovely time where we start to see more of the grass. April is renewed. So April, you really get to start thinking about things and getting outdoors and really enjoying life. May is going to ex be explore. You know, really last year did not go as well as one would have expected in new areas. So exploring is going to be my goal for May, June. I'm going to enjoy, just going to enjoy That's, that's really all it's going to be July. Well, that's our anniversary. It's a great time to celebrate. August is going to be socialize, you know, really enjoy getting out there again, seasonal related September. Well, you know, what's coming around the corner. So September is focus. It's going to be getting back to the grind wheel, really, you know, making sure my life is where it needs to be. October is prepare. November, happiness. Take some time just to be happy. And December is going to be reflecting for me. So I'm trying to find my icky guy this year. I'm not sure if you've heard that term, Stu. I guess I know the book. Yeah, very good. Uh, okay. So, you know, the... The icky guy, and I'm trying to find something that kind of really fits into this in in sort of our normal parlance. It's it's a book um, based around the Japanese answer to a life of purpose, which combines passion, do what you love, profession, do what you're good at, mission, do what the world needs, and vocation, do what you can be paid for. But in order to do that, I've got to be healthy and happy. So I've kind of got this whole, perhaps thought about too much goal section, but it's, it's brought down into themes that are actionable, that all tie into the bigger themes of the quarterly and the yearly. And I'm feeling pretty good about it. What do you think, Stu? Have I gone too far into this, thinking about this detail and rather should just live it and enjoy it? Um, no, I don't think you've gone too far and think about the detail. Trying to assign it to a month, I'm not sure that's going to work. But I think, you know, I would look at what you've written there and gone, actually, if you look at all of the the things that are written in the months that one would associate with the spring, then they kind of fit that quarterly seasonal feeling of renewal, which is what you're aiming at. Mm -hmm. um and likewise yeah. in summer um you know a, a literal reading is that in june you will enjoy in july you will celebrate and then in august you will socialize september you'll speak to no one ever again no um yeah. I, I think the intention is that you would enjoy and celebrate and socialize all through the summer because that's what celebration is and mm -hmm. you know i i, I prefer that reading of it for me but this isn't for me i mean it's for you so um I, I think it's great. Um, you know, I, I sort of think back on Ikigai. Uh, it's a great book. It's by, it's by somebody called Marquez, I think, isn't it? Um, uh, yes. Maria, Mo, I can't remember. Um, I dare say we'll find it. But um, I, I was very, very struck by, uh, A, the importance of white tea. Uh, so I said Mrs. Lennon to go out and buy white tea. Uh, and B, <laughs> I think most importantly, was, was about connection. And how important that was. Mm -hmm. um, so I think both you and I have a tendency, if if unfettered, to um, to become quite insular and look for solutions in our own little kingdoms here. Um, you know, yours yours up there in the frozen north, and me here in the sun, in our own space with our you know our stuff around us and those things that that we use to to focus on what we're doing and how we're feeling. Um, and what Ikigai was very strong about is that th those, those people who live long and happy lives are those that are maintain strong social connections, not necessarily family, but um, often family, um, also friends, but also a place within a community and how important it is to, uh, to make an effort to be someone in that community and to reach out to those people around you and get, you know, the benefit of, of community. We are social animals, whether, whether we think we are or not, we are deep down um, social animals. And I think that's something that 
we all struggled with during COVID. Certainly I found that I got very out of practice. Um, and, you know, as, as Margaret would, would remark, you know, COVID didn't really dent me. Uh, what in my own company, looking at books and, and things and not having to talk to me, fantastic. Bring it on. Um, whereas for, for Margaret, who is truly Italian in that sense, um, isolation was very, very difficult. Mm. So that's what I take away from that for, for Ikigai. And, and that is, you know, making sure that that, that phase of celebration that you talk about is, is, you know, enjoying all of that that's around you, which I think is what you're, you're aiming to do. I mean, socialize is there as a key word. So I exactly. Excellent idea. Yeah. So I, I tried to come down to something that, uh, you know, was a little more granular just because hmm. quarterly, you know, you, I run into the problem with quarterly stuff. Um, you know how back in the day you used to do performance reviews sure, because they were always such a great idea. And the two weeks before a performance review, everybody opens their stuff up and looks at it and says, oh crap, I was supposed to do this. And then there's this flurry of activity to whatever the corporate silly goals are. Hmm. What I wanted to avoid was sort of doing that with having too wide of a theme on there. Um, you know, I, I really want to kind of tie it, you know, level it up and level it up, but I really want to have a theme that is actionable. You know, new beginnings mean something to me. Endure means something. You know, these are these, I spent far too much time working on these. Uh, I'll probably, you know, put them in stone tablets and use them forever because I don't want to invest that much time every year, <laughs> but I think it was a good process, um, to really tie everything back into that, that year of happiness, uh, and health for me of what I wanted to do. So it's going to be an interesting year, I think, Stu. Yeah, I think you've got some great screen savers there. You can have, you know, a different screen saver coming on each month and reminding you of that word. And, you know, it's, I see a project. Oh, God. Yeah, it's just what I need to do. More projects. No, I'm, <laughs> I, it's it's amazing, though. What, what surprises me and always amazes me is the fact that we often end up in a similar spot. And I'm, I'm not sure what that, that is. Um, both of us kind of focusing on health and happiness this year uh, is, is very strange. I'm just wondering, <laughs> you know, as, as audience listeners, please let us know is what are, what are your themes? What are your, you know, what do you want to do this year? Is this something that just comes from, you know, two privileged white middle-aged people? sitting, you know, uh, <laughs> continents away from each other, or is, is this more that, you know, we're just a, a micro cog of the bigger world? I don't really know these things. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you, you've taken my takeaway there. Cause I mean, oh. it's exactly what I, what I noticed was that you and I both men in our fifties, um, independently and truly this is independently. We did not discuss this before, um, arrived at health and happiness. And, um, I suppose the note I'm going to make to, to our younger listeners, he said in his most patronizing received pronunciation voice for the younger listeners, um, you've heard it before you'll hear it again. And when you are 50 plus look back at this day, and say, well, blow me down with a feather. Those fellows were right. <laughs> Without health, there's nothing else. Aye. And if, if you get to our age and life starts happening all around you, uh, it seems like every day we get a new lesson in without health, there's nothing else. <laughs> ah, boy, you said that well, Stu. I'm just going to say yes. <laughs> I agree. Uh, ditto. Uh, wow. Yeah. I think, uh, interesting how we just kind of get there. It's, it's nice to know at 50 that I'm not the only one dealing with this stuff. You'd think you'd have our stuff together by now, Stu. Yes. As if. Apparently not. All right, Stu. I know you're taking this digital detox. Where can people find you on the internet? Should they wish to track you down? Okay, well, it's not that complicated, okay? You can find me at stuartlennon.com. So that's my name with .com after it. Um, and then you can email me at, well, anything at stuartlennon.com. 
the primary email address is stuart at stuartlennon.com, but pretty much anything before the outside will work. It's a catch-all. Um, you can still find me on the socials. Um, I'm still there for the time being, at least, but I probably won't see your message. What about you, Justin? Where can people find you on the interweb? Uh, best place to find me is links at justintwyford.com, which, like Stu, is my own name. Um, you can email me. Yeah, you can do the whole justin at justintwyford.com thing, but that was too long. So I bought another domain because I'm a nerd. So I've got uh, justin at twyford.email because that's easier. And, you cool. know, Stu's got a nice, easy name that you don't have to spell. Mine, you have to spell it. Um, I'm kind of not on socials at the moment. So, and I'm really enjoying not being on socials. It's, it's great. Um, if you are there, hi. Hopefully you're having fun. Um, I'm not getting too upset with Twitter doing whatever Twitter does nowadays. Uh, the other place you can find us, stationaryadjacent.com. You can also email us at stationaryadjacent at gmail.com. Uh, please take a moment to like and review us on your podcast catcher choice. And we really do appreciate your recommendations to your friends and colleagues. Our next topic, we're going to talk about the revenge of analog and more importantly, has digital struck back. Until then, goodbye and stay productive. Yes, us.